And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey First. Christian Chaos Part 6. Oh, no. Here we go again. A Tale of Two Cities, A Tale of Three Kings, A Tale of Four Jews. That's the ticker, and here we go. Four Jewish Christians, all from the same city in Detroit, Michigan, all living in the same neighborhood, two of which were and still are best friends. All saying yes to Jesus within 30 days of each other and all on fire for Jesus Christ. And after that, they were known as the Four Musketeers. Now, from the last sharing... I escaped in the middle of the night by telling no one in the church I was leaving. Then catching the red eye, we landed in Southern California to reignite my relationship with my brother. After a toss-and-turn night, Billy drove me out to the pier leading out to the ocean. I could feel the sun's warmth and the sea's wind, and I felt a long-lost feeling called freedom. Now, finally... It's time for the Lord to begin rebuilding Dave, although he's not entirely done breaking me. This, of course, would take a significant amount of time, but one miracle at a time would bring me face-to-face with God's truth. And the grand prize of God's truth is that it sets you free. We become instantly free and free over time as well, both. The first thing would be to determine the where that God wanted me. Fortuitous in this story is the method of travel. I'll get to that. All of this was part of his plan, especially, now listen, the first significant miracle that manifested the faithfulness of God. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, 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 we're asking you, what do you think? Oh, you have a play in this. What do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you make that call... It's okay if it seems like the entire earth has stood still. Because when you call 972-445-0770, you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! 
And when you talk to Dynamite D, let me just explain to you what that's like. It doesn't matter what sport. It's like scoring the winning point. Yes! The basket, the touchdown, the the goal, the run. It doesn't matter. I'll take it. Yeah. When you score that winning Yes, sir. Yes. We are the champions. Yes, sir. Okay. Anyhow, all of that to say this. If you've got a praise report or a prayer request, totally cool. That's what the show is actually designed for, to be a blessing, of a format for you to share with, an opportunity for you to join your faith with other people. We do a lot of teaching. We do a lot of silly stuff. We do a lot of trivia. We do all of it, but we do it because we're Christians, and Christians live life. Hey, believe it or not, we too go to restaurants. <gasps> what? I know it's a shocker, but it's there. Anyhow, the bottom line is you have that opportunity to be a regular human being who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again, and he's coming back soon. If you're one of them, you're a relative of mine. That's how we look at it. Same Father, blood relatives through Jesus, and we drink the same Holy Spirit. Isn't that great? That is so great. In the meantime, we do have a trivia question. Rather easy for most of you. Rather simplistic, I should say. Ready? All right. I'm going to give you an easy one just to get you going. Right? In which garden did Adam and Eve live? What's the name of the garden? Got to know that one. If you don't know that one... You have been on Mars for a very long time. That's my, that's my response to that. If you think you know, that's right. You still got to answer. You think, oh, simple questions. They're so simple. Yes, but simple, complex, and mediocre all work together to help us ascertain. In fact, if you get into the study of teaching, you find out that all three components, easy, intermediate, and difficult, help us retain. So that's the question. That's the bottom line. 972-445-0770. What was the name of the garden that Adam and Eve lived in? Please do not say something like uh, the garden terrace over in Phoenix, Arizona at apartment. Okay. I just, just, come on. All right. uh, 972-445-0770 plus. You can text in 214-210-8483 plus. You can send an email, David, at he must org. That is the other thing that you can do. So we've got our big teaching that we're going to be doing on the uh, Christian chaos. Get ready for that. I do want you guys to buckle up. Keep in mind, it's not professional radio. It's just radio. Half the time, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's radio. How's that? Is that good? Okay, it's radio. Uh, keep our personal finances in your prayers. Uh, Noel and I have to make some decisions based on one of these things that we're going to try and pick up and do and so on and so forth. So don't uh, hesitate to be uh, connected to that and this. Okay, so I want to, this is really the coolest part of some of this. So let's, let me lay some groundwork. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anything. We got that. We got that. We prayed for people. Da, 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 da. I think we're good. All right. If uh, you remind me of something, just pop in and tell me a, I'm in one of those moods where I can forget everything and anything. Uh, I want you to keep aware that whatever I'm going to share, good, bad, or indifferent, is this is not an indictment on the church. And I think people that indict the church are foolish because the church is God's 
church. It's his bride. And if you talk about my wife in front of me, it'd be a very bad move on your part. Just imagine if you talk about the bride uh, in front of God. Bad call, right? This is just my experience coming out and going back into church. So I got hurt, yeah, but you don't sit there after you get hurt, and you don't sit on the sideline and go, I was abused, but I don't quit my faith because mankind is often stupid. That is just not an excuse. So I want to just, this part is so fascinating. I actually had to write out, or I had to print out a part of my book to, to so I could read it because it's almost too hard to talk about. So let me just do this first part initially. So we took this trip uh, to California. I saw my brother. Remember, my brother had been fellowship banned. We hadn't seen each other or talked to each other for a while. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm just going to say that the Ken guy, he lied quite a bit about him. He was talking to him. And one time, I think I mentioned this to you before, he said, oh, I just had a vision. And he hung up his phone. He goes, I saw sperm and I saw blood and I see blood death in his future. And Billy, when I found out about this and asked him about it, he goes, I don't know what happened. He goes, I was talking in mid-sentence and he hung up on me. So you see, see there's this, this always this other side of things that you need to kind of be aware of. So anyway, went back there, saw my brother, took me to the pier. I can't remember which pier, but he's in the Pasadena area. And we went to somewhere. I don't know. And uh, I go out there and I can feel the wind. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like anytime you step outside from a building and and you can feel the wind hit your face or you can feel the sun beaming down on you. This just happened to be a combo of both. Okay. It's like, okay. So I, for the first time, instead of being afraid, was just picking up a little bit of excitement, but still had a lot of condemnation sitting on the top of my head. And so the first thing I was trying to figure out is this. How am I going to get anywhere? I just left everything I had. I have no transportation, nothing. I can't do anything. But you see, God goes before you and I. Did you know that? Did you know that the Lord has walked it before you? Do you understand what that means? And I'm not saying that in a degrading fashion. Do you understand that God has been there before you, knows what's coming? So I'm talking to Billy, trying to figure out what this next big step is, right? And I recognize that I have to have some kind of vehicle. So what do you think happens? But Billy goes, hey, he said, I got a question for you. We have two cars and one car I'm a payment and a half behind and I can't keep it. And if I turn it in, it's going to kind of crush my credit. So if you're looking for some kind of vehicle, you can pay a payment and a half. And then whenever the payments are due, you just make the payment, take over the payment, won't cost you anything, and the car is excellent. We're just a little tight on funds. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, that's fortuitous, isn't it? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like, do you not recognize God's like, oh, he's got no car. Get him a car. <laughs> All of a sudden, he got a car. The brown century was a century. I can't remember what it was called. Now it was a it was a goofy car, but anyway, um, it worked. And Billy was broke, and so I got a travel mode provided for me for about five hundred dollars plus taking over payments of two hundred and something. Remember this was a while ago. Uh, yeah, I know that's not the prices now, but back then, right? And 
and the Lord had provided before I got there. And I don't want to say that the Lord made it hard for Billy financially, because that's not for me to say whatever that was going on. That's part of how God does things. But the Lord was providing for me before I got there, worked out to be a great situation. He was able to not have a ding on his credit, not have the stress on the finances, and I needed a vehicle. So you think, wow, you think that the Lord coordinated that? Yes. That's exactly what I think. I exactly believe God said, get him a car. That's how I got a car. Now I have a vehicle. I can take the family in the vehicle. It's not an issue. It's not a problem. But what's coming up next is by far the most fascinating part. We'll get to that in a second. By the way, what is the name of the garden that Adam and Eve lived in? The Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden is the name. We will take our break and then come back. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. is the David Spoon Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robeson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what, what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet. And I just want to give a wholehearted welcome and open door and open heart to James Robinson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you and a, a very important part and, and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me. We have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the president of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now, listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect heavenly Father who reveals his will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me, and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, that's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father, 
said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing, you come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Man, the truth station here in Texas, which is an excellent station, I will say. There's many, many great teachers, you know. It's like, that's what I like about it. It's just like, you know, Don is open to, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. I like it. Right? I mean, if we end up doing some kind of game show and decide to put it on the air, we could probably find a spot. I mean, it's just like that. I'm just saying. All right. Don't star nothing, Dave. Huh? Don't star nothing. <laughs> uh, trivia question. What's the what's the trivia? Here's the trivia question. True or false? Now watch this. True or false? There were only two trees in the Garden of Eden. True or false? There. That's it. I think you're looking for something longer. No. There were only two trees. In the Garden of Eden. True or false? Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. This joke material is not funny. It's practical. Is that okay? This is like a practical. It's not going to be a fun. It's going to be like, oh, 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 oh. All right. It's entitled, ready? How to be miserable. Like that? <laughs> okay, here we go. This is how you'd be miserable. Ready? Here we go. Bunch of things right in a row. See yourself as the center of the universe. Focus attention on yourself. Think about yourself. Talk about yourself. Use I and me as often as possible. Mirror yourself continually in the opinion of others. Listen greedily to what people say about you. Expect to be appreciated. Be suspicious. Be jealous and envious. Be sensitive to slights. Never forgive a criticism. Trust nobody but yourself. Demand agreement with your views on everything. Sulk if people are not grateful to you for show for favors you've done for them. Never forget a service that you've rendered to somebody. Shirk your duties if you can. Do as little as possible for others. If you do all those things, you have successfully learned how to be miserable. Ouch. That's that one, right? That's a good one, right? Yeah. All right, trivia question. Go back to that. True or false? There are only two trees in the Garden of Eden. Here is your hint on this. It's a garden. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to. I thought that was a pretty good hint. It's a garden. Hello? Okay. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Okay? All right. We're all good on all that stuff. That's the trivia question. You guys can figure that out. If you need a little help, by the way, uh, scripture-wise, what is it? Uh, Genesis 2.9. Okay? That's where That'll help you out. Okay. This... Could be my favorite thing that I talk about because of how absolutely absurd it is. So somebody's going to call in. We're going to let them call in, give an answer. 
<laughs> I'm going to tell you how I uh, followed the will of God. And you will hear it, and then you will cry for me, but laugh at me, and you will understand it because you will relate to it. Okay? Somebody calling for the triv? We are ready for that. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hi, Don. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm making cookies for church tonight. <laughs> you are so nice. You're making cookies for church. That is nice. And, I and wish now I we're was, hungry. Yeah. I wish I was there to sample to let you know you need more. <laughs> you Man, need to make more. <laughs> I'll try to make you some. some. Where is your, are your, is your office somewhere here in Dallas? It's Everything runs out of the studio, but I live in Fate. So I drive an hour back. I drive an hour in and an hour out. Fate is by Rockwall. So you got to, you know, it's way out, way out there east. And that's why sometimes I come in and it's quite the challenge to get through the nobody knows how to drive in a 35 minute, 35 mile span. Uh, But uh, I've learned to smile and just worship the Lord and pretend that there's nobody there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my brother, here we go. True or false, there were only two trees in the Garden of Eden. Well, I hope there were more than two trees in that <laughs> Garden of Eden to fall. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> amazing. Isn't that not amazing? It's like in the Garden of Eden, there were only two trees. It's a garden. Hello. <laughs> it's like... I know. I couldn't call it a garden. <laughs> now, the two, right, two, yeah, the two trees that, that were identified as not touchable, that's a little different. Okay, that's a little different question, but that's not the question. The question was, how many? I mean, there's only two trees in the whole garden. It's like, that's a thin garden right there. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Excellent job, well, you brother. Know, you, you make people think, you know, because, yes, there were two trees specifically. Yep, exactly. You didn't specifically ask for those two Exactly trees. right. Good catch. That's good. Good job <laughs> on that. Thank you, my bro. All right, brother. Praying for you, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. I need all the prayers I can get. Trust me. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Excellent job. All right, here we go. So I'm going to show you something about how spiritual, not spiritual people can spiritual people not be. <laughs> if you thought that's confusing, wait till I tell you the story, okay? All right. We'll probably go a few minutes long on this because of how funny this is, okay? I'm in Pasadena. Now, if, to give you an idea where I'm at, have you ever seen the Rose Bowl Parade? The Rose Bowl Parade, right? They go by. Get ready. Ready? It's in. It's in. Pasadena, and they go by the Pasadena Library, right? Okay? That's where I go. And you're thinking, why do you go there? I go to the Pasadena Library to find out where I'm going next. Because to me, and this is still important to me, and I still live by this, Knowing where to go makes it substantially easier to be about what God wants you to do. In other words, if the Lord wants you to do witnessing in, let's say, Henderson, Nevada, but you are in Casper, Wyoming, you are not in the right location. See, so to get to where the Lord wants you to, you got to be in the geographical realm. Remember what God said to Paul. He said, go to the city. And then it'll be shown to you what you've got to do. 
So the, the geography is essentially critical. It's important. I've always believed that, and I still believe that. So I went to the Pasadena Library, and watch this. This is, this is great spiritual wisdom. Pulled out a map of the United States of America. Not a joke. They had maps. They had the different sheets for maps. Remember, this is back when a library was actually a library. And then I ripped up 50, 50 pieces of paper and put down on every state a piece of paper that the answer was no. Unless, unless the Lord was going to come down and say, go there, that was a no. So, for example, New York, no. <laughs> Just give me all this. You know, Massachusetts, no. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Nevada, no. I mean, I'm just putting all this stuff down, right? I put down, and then I find out something very quickly. I don't like the East Coast. I don't know. I mean, I grew up in Michigan. That's Midwest. I've been to the East Coast a hundred times. Yeah, not a big fan. Okay, that's how it is. All right. So on 40-plus states, okay, listen to this, 40-plus states, I have a little white piece of paper. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I told you, spiritual, right? Okay. Now this, I'm telling you, this is such a great part. So just listen, okay? So there's a little less than 10 states left, and I'm going to be choosy. I didn't want to stay in California. Where Billy was because it was expensive. It's expensive. Like, pfft, I don't want to live there, right? I just came from Arizona, so now we're winding it down, and it comes down to two states. And the two states get this, not a joke. Texas and Colorado. That's the two states it came down to. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, certainly. The Lord gave you a vision of one of those states and said, go here. No. <laughs> Certainly, you reviewed all the climate information on both states and all of the... No. <laughs> two states left. Colorado and Texas. And that came all the way down to this by the process of elimination. I remember, I'm just trying to find my way in the Lord. Nothing weird. Looking at those two states. <laughs> you know what I did? Heads, it's Colorado. Tails, it's Texas. That's what I did. That's right. I know the disciples didn't cast lots after Acts chapter one. It sounded like you cast the lots. <laughs> right. But I'm trying to find my way here, people. I don't know what I'm doing. And I figured if I do the wrong thing, the Lord will help me, right? If you be otherwise minded, he will reveal even this unto you. That's what the scripture says. Flip a coin. Colorado it is. <laughs> so here's what happened. I was, Colorado, that's, we're going to go to Colorado, right? Now I'm setting this up because I'm trying to tell you how ahead of me God was, right? I flipped a coin. You're thinking, that is, that is highly not spiritual. Yes, <laughs> you are correct, Amundo. I acknowledge that and I celebrate that. It doesn't mean God didn't know. I'm going to show you that in a second. But Colorado it was. 
I don't know where in Colorado. <laughs> Colorado figured to get to the state first. Then we go from there, right? When we get back, I will tell you what unfolded as we took the journey. Uh, pretty much lots of fun here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Am I not saved? Am I saved one day? I'm not saved the next day? Am I kind of saved? Am I kind of not saved? How come I don't feel saved? I feel saved. Now I don't feel saved. And why are tacos going up? Those are the questions you're asking. Okay, so the horses go on these races. The, 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 the Preakness, the Kentucky Derby, and the Belmont Stakes. If they win... They get to then race in the Triple Clown. And what the Triple Clown is, for those that don't know, it's the first horse to jack in the box. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. If Jesus Welcome back me. to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We want to welcome Courtney. She's uh, answered a trivia question for the first time. We're glad to have you on board. Hope the show is a blessing for you. Here's your next trivia question, and here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
What virtue? Oh, oh, uh oh. What virtue does James? What virtue does James, brother of Jesus, who wrote the book James, Acts chapter fifteen? Are you trying to figure out which one? What virtue does James praise of the farmer? So he gives a virtue of praise to the farmer. What is it? I will tell you, it is not his green jeans. Okay. There you go. <laughs> is that a good one? <laughs> Come on. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Uh, whenever you hear me say pow pow, that's usually the first person to answer, and Joanne and Cordelia get the pow pow. So good job, ladies. Straightforward question. What virtue does James praise the farmer for? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. Oh, I also want to send you up to the website because I don't want you to forget that. We do have somebody calling, so we'll let you get the call. I'll give D the chance to grab the call, hold on to the call, and then we'll see. I'm just telling you everything that's happening, so you, you're just like right here in the studio with me. Well, not really. It's kind of small. But, uh, no, Acts 15, uh, Eric, is the reference to which James it is. That's what I meant by that. Okay, so we're ready for that. But before first we're going to go to the website. I want to give you two things on that. Uh, podcast, podcast, podcast. Don't forget that. There's 3,400 hours of podcasts. And then also opportunity to give money if that's what the Lord puts on your heart. If not, don't worry about it. It's just that simple. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Mm, obviously a pogo stick. <laughs> I got nothing. Yes. I, I couldn't come up with anything. It's just like, read it. I know, it's like. Uh, yeah, sure. Pogos. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. Uh, somebody's ready to answer the trivia question. Send them on through to save us out of this. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? And uh, busy signal. Let's try that again. Knock, knock. Nope. Let him call back. So just call right back if you were on hold. That's just us. It was, uh, our, it was our joke. Uh, Made her hang up. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, that was a joke you were doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, call back if you think you know the answer. What's the virtue that James praises the farmer for? Again, not. Uh, we're talking about James, the Lord's brother, who wrote the book of James, and how you know who he is is in Acts 15. He's the guy that's in charge, okay, uh, of the – not really in charge of the church, but kind of in charge of the church, kind of. It's like mostly, okay, and that's – you know, Paul goes, we went and saw James. and Peter. Okay, all right. Do that history lesson another time. If you think you know, 972-445-0770, to text, and then David, he must increase, dot org. It is obviously in the book of James. In the meantime, we will do our history, because history is fun, so let's do history. Let's go, let's go. All right, a couple of things to tell you that are worthwhile in the history realm. It is Young Readers Day, which is kind of cool. It's go to an art museum today day. Probably not my strength. The art museum has not been my strength. I will acknowledge that. National Scrab Scrapple. 
Scrap. Now listen to what I said. Not scrabble. Scrapple day. It's made from scraps, usually fi- um, fine minced or from finely minced or from pork, usually combined with cornmeal, wheat flour, spices into a mush. It is then formed into loaves, cooled, and then cut either fried or broiled, usually eaten as a breakfast or brunch food. I did not know that. I learned something today. I do not believe I've had scrapple day or scrapples. I guess, something. All right. 1938 on this day, God Bless America is sung for the first time live on the radio. 1951 on this day, direct dial, coast-to-coast telephone service begins in the United States. And now it's nothing to call anywhere at any time. 1969, Sesame Street TV show is broadcast for the first time. And then finally, 1975, the fighter, the freighter Edmund Fitzgerald sinks during a storm on Lake Superior. Uh, none of the 29 crew members survived. That's Gordon Lightfoot's song, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, was based on that uh, tragedy. Okay? All right. There, that is history. Okay? Do the trivia one more time. And then we will get into the rest of the teacher-reacher or the sharing. This is more of a sharing. So I'm not I'm not trying to take away from people like, well, I just want to hear the word. Well, I can just get on the radio and just straightly read the Bible. Or we can do teaching and preaching. And then every once in a while you got to let me share because I'm Jewish and I don't care. Uh, but I love Jesus. So you got to put up with me. Ask Jesus. He says so. Uh, for what virtue does James praise the farmer? Okay, there you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770, is the text. David at hemustincrease.org. Let's get to the next part of the story. So, this is so cool. I'm going to set it up on purpose so that you can follow how much God really does go before you and I. Okay? Driving to Colorado. Right? I have nothing against Colorado. I have nothing for Colorado. I have not I have no mindset whatsoever. Just the place that I think we're supposed to go. So to Colorado, that's where we're gonna go. Now somebody's calling in and we'll grab that phone and see if we can uh, get them on the trivia, see if they can answer that. And uh, by the way, there will be a little bit of grace on how that's answered, so you don't have to freak out one way or another uh, because it's kind of different in different translations. Good to go. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. How are you, brother? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. been praying for you. Really appreciate your gift. Really appreciate your love and your commitment to the show. And I know you listen. I know you don't always call it, but I know you listen, and I appreciate that. I just yeah, want you to know I, that. I listen every day. <laughs> I, know, I know. I feel bad for you because I, I should send you some aspirin sometime, but it's, I get it. But it's, <laughs> Aspirin for what? <laughs> for the headache I keep giving you. All right. All no, right it's my, enjoyable. Uh, Very enjoyable. I appreciate that. All right, brother. For what virtue does James praise the father or the farmer, the father, the far, farmer, farmer? Uh, patience. That is correct, Amanda! That's the whole thing. It's like he, the, the farmer puts it in there and waits. We put something yep. in there and we go, microwave, microwave, microwave that thing. Let's go. You know, that's our society. <laughs> if your computer doesn't work in 30 seconds, you're yelling at it. 
You know, what work, you know, right? <laughs> That's so true. People know it's true. It's like, excellent job, my brother. Excellent, well, excellent. Thank you. You're thank you. just a delight to hear from, and I just really appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you for saying that, too. I appreciate it. Thank All you right. very much. All right, brother. God bless you. All right. You have a great day. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Ronnie, great blessing. All right, so now let's get back to the story. So I'm going to cut early on purpose because the ending of this is so powerful and I don't know how it's going to go. So I'm going to just do a short little thing here. Then we'll come back and there's nothing else. Uh, trivia question, just the rest of the thing. But let me tell you what happens on the way to Colorado, okay? Because I don't know a lot. Remember, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, right? But I got my, when my mom and dad got a divorce, I uh, got my car and my license where? In Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, right? Okay, follow me, okay? I'm in Phoenix, Arizona my whole life, right? Now I'm going to go to Colorado. Guess what I don't know how to drive in? Snow. <laughs> Why? Arizona, Phoenix is not exactly loaded with snow. I don't know. I mean, it's loaded with heat, uh, but it's a dry heat. Anyway, at 118, there's nothing that's a dry heat. That's not the point. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm developing. I had some snow uh, stuff going on. With like you know, I had some stuff going on, but I'm not proficient. That's the thing I want you to be aware of. I'm driving to Colorado. Getting into Colorado, probably about, I don't know if I'm 40, 60 miles out of Gunnison, thinking, going to go to Denver, pretty much thinking, maybe go past Denver and go to Georgetown. Uh, some people know where that is. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, uh, Silverthorne area, you know, the, into that arena. Or Dillon, Colorado, seems like they're nice places, a little mountainy, so on and so forth. I'm going through probably, I think I'm about 60 miles out, and bam. There is a storm that I am just not used to driving in. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I'm just not used to driving in it. And and the decision was made to then just get to the next major city and kind of you know take a chill down and just you know try and figure out what what's what's going on. And so I eventually we pull into Gunnison, Colorado. Okay, all right. Now, what I'm going to do is purposely break there so I can tell you what happens in Gunnison. Most of you have read the book, know what's coming, but it's just so fascinating, I think, just to even for me to relive it is just uh, fascinating for me in my own heart and mind. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what happens once I get to Gunnison. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. 
Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Teaching time. I don't know how we're going to do the breaks, Gabriel, so I'll just look at me. I'll let you know. I mean, this is the best I can tell you because I'm going to teach you something that I hope I, I – there's no way I can teach this. It's I can't teach the worth. I can't teach the value, but I'm going to do my best to share with you my heart in this process. As American people, as people who live in America, we have been granted the right to pursue happiness. And I want to make sure you understand what that this means. We have a preamble to the United States Declaration of Independence, and the preamble to the Declaration says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I do want to point out it does not say life, liberty, and the provisions of or for happiness. In other words, the rights that we have in the preamble is that we get to pursue happiness, not that it's provided for us by the government. So that's kind of an important point for people to recognize. It would be nice if they quit quit trying to quote our founding fathers and then say they're entitled to something because of that provision because it never says that. Sometimes Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last trivia question to cover their nakedness. What type of leaves did Adam and Eve sew together? Okay. All right. Your big, only big hint, hint, I guess hint, hint, is Jesus cursed this tree. Okay. I'll just leave it right there, right? Jesus cursed. Good, good hint, right? Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. something that you don't like. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of uh, space there. Uh, let's see. Uh, people guessing, do I give Aunt Deb and Joy Ann and Cordelia kind of coming in at the exact same time? Eric has a really interesting answer. Poison Ivy. <laughs> Poison Ivy. That's hilarious. All right, we do have somebody calling. Poison Ivy doesn't work. All right, uh, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah again. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I love hearing your voice. Never hesitate to call. I love it when you call. I have a, you are, I'm telling you, you're the best guesser, and it gives a consistency, and people love that. 
I mean, you are absolutely the best on that. So you ready for this one? This is I don't I don't think it's too tough. Here we go. Adam and Eve in the garden uh, shouldn't have been doing what they did. They cover their nakedness. What type of leaves did Adam and Eve sew together? I believe it was fig leaves. That is correct, Amanda. Fig leaves it is, and then Jesus curses the fig tree, and it's just like there's and, and I did hear a sermon on this. Now I, I, I don't know that I the full agreement, but I loved the thought process where he cursed the fig tree, and it's like that's a little bit like a connection to saying cursing man trying to provide and pr- provision for himself, c- dressing himself, taking care of himself that he needs to be dependent on God. I just liked it because huh. it's like that's kind of a fascinating kind of connection. I don't know if I'd die for yeah, that, it but, it's a, but it is interesting nonetheless. Excellent Definitely. job. How are you doing, by the way? You're doing pretty All right, good. All right, Y'all have a good day. All right. You think you think there were God bless you. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. I think she probably missed that little part of the question. Yeah, I don't think she heard that's, it. That's, she's so sweet though. Get ready. Get ready. Get set. Are you ready? You set. We've covered everything there is to cover. I'm going to do a quick rewind on this trip to California, seeing my brother, right? The travel mode was provided for us. We had, the, I think it was a Centurion. I think that's what the name of the cars are, Century. No, it was a Buick Century, something like that. Anyway, uh, took over payments, went to the Pasadena library, got to figure out where I'm going to. Spiritually ripped up a little bunch of pieces of paper, said, not there, not there, not there, not there, not there. Which is funny. Flip the coin. Colorado it is. On my way to Colorado, big storm, big storm, big storm, right? Big storm pulling over, pulling over into the city of Gunnison, Colorado. It's Wednesday night. Okay? Now, you have to keep in mind my mindset, right? I got on an airplane, broke out of a cult, thinking that mm, maybe the Lord will give me favor. Starting to feel a little bit of that favor, just be honest. Starting to get a little sense that favor's coming back my way. Still very concerned that I breached the man of God code. It's true when it's a man of God. When it's not a man of God, by the way, by the fruits, you shall know them. That's a different code altogether. Decide, you know what? It's Wednesday night. Early enough. Time to go to church. So just go visit a church. Not often at this point in my life had I not often, but you know, times enough. I've gone to several, you know, Pentecostal churches, Assembly of God churches. I decide let's go to an Assembly of God church. Now, if you have been around the town, or if you've been around, or if you go to an Assembly of God church, you know, and I know. So let's just be honest. The preachers, they are, they preach. I mean, that is, they get wound up. They get going. You got a clock, kick it out the door. <laughs> that doesn't matter. If the Holy Spirit's moving, let it go. Let's let's see what happens. Let's let it fly, right? So I'm in there, and it's a nice church, nice worship. Everything's nice. Everything's great, right? But I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to God. Remember, I'm in the house of God, right? You're supposed to talk to God. Now, you should be paying attention to the sermon. I'm not disagreeing. But in this moment, I'm having this crisis in the church, in my seat, thinking, have I just destroyed everything that I thought I was working for to do ministry for God, to be the preacher or the teacher or the spokesperson God had called me to? 
what did I just do? Lord, are you ever going to, you know, if I did it wrong, are you going to forgive me? Are you going to tell me? Are you going to say anything to me that tells me, you know, Dave, you know, I'm there with you, brother. I'm, I'm son, I'm there with you. I'm just, I'm by your side. I'm, don't worry about it, right? Now, remember what I said about the Lord going before us, right? How the Lord goes ahead of us. The preacher is preaching, He's wailing away. He's a good preacher, right? One of the better preachers. I mean, you don't have a decent-sized church in Gunnison unless you're a decent preacher. I'm just telling you. He's preaching. He's preaching. He stops in the middle. Not the middle. In the 3.5 fifths of his sermon. Well, maybe, you know, I guess four-fifths of the way in. He stops preaching. He looks at me directly. He has never met me. He does not know my name. I did not shake his hand. I did not fill out any pieces of information. There is nothing. Points his finger at my face and says, Young man, the Lord has a word for you. You will preach and teach again. Then he pulled his finger back and went on and finished his message. And I'm sitting there thinking, did that just happen? <laughs> did you ever have something happen where you're like going, did that just, was that, was it, is that in the word? that just happen? What? In the middle of a preacher's sermon, I almost think that that's as miracle, miraculous as anything else. Because if you get me rolling and I'm on a roll and I'm teaching, there's not a lot of things that can <laughs> get me out of that. You know, praise the Lord. He was sensitive. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right at me, looked right at Gunnison on the way. The Lord went before me. He went before me to tell me. I know where you're going. I know what's going on. And I'm going to get you through it. You're going to do work. You're going to, that's going to happen again. I'm with you. That's the moment. Talk about your brain shaking, like going, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I am I getting into this place where I get to hear the voice of God now? I get to see the miraculous things of God now. Not because I'm worthy. That's just baloney. But I do have a genuine passion for him. And he knows it, and he knows mistakes are not. I'm trying, trying to move forward in him. In the middle of an assembly of God's sermon to a place I had never been, to a man who had never met me, points me out in the church. I, I can't even tell you how many people. I mean, I, I can get it seated probably 250 or 300, but I don't know how many people were there. Maybe more. But And then just says to me directly, in the middle of the sermon, young man, you will preach and teach again. I can't, say, I can't remember if he said teach or preach or preach and teach. Just I don't remember. All I remember was being stunned and thinking, what just happened? Now, here's the answer now, 35 years later. Here's the answer to that question. God spoke to you through another person. That's the answer. That's what happened. At the moment, my brain was in, what is it, scrambled eggs? 
That's a good that's a good illustration. On my way from California to you think you might think that flip of that coin that was accidental. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was to me, but it wasn't to God. You think, well, I just made a choice. Yeah. But God knows the choices you're going to make and has already arranged things prior to get you to where he wants you to go or to communicate to you what he wants to tell you. What's amazing is that this, what I just shared with you, is a forerunner of a much bigger thing that happens. The, the, the other things I have are, are twice as big as that. You would just think that's enough. I'm good. Nah. But God spoke, and I was just like, he loves me. That's all I care about. He knows my name. He loves me. He knows where I'm going. He's with me. What was the name that Jesus was given? Emmanuel? God with us? Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.